0: Welcome to Seizure Salad with test subject Micah B, a salty, slightly cynical account of neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B side. Welcome to Seizure Salad. Micah B-side, your electrostatic meat sack, with your co-host today for the EPCO Sessions, Lee Shomer, Mental Health Director and static Outreach Coordinator for the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado. How are you doing today, Lee?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Ah, I'm doing good. Doing well. Much better than earlier this week, so... Um, Thank you to EPCO, actually, for helping us out with that. Uh, last time we were talking, we, we were um, going into one of the programs um, that the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado offers, one that you are deeply involved in, the Peer Support Program. Um, really good information. If you missed last episode, uh, definitely want to check it out. Seizuresalad.org is where you can find it. Um, you can also l- listen to us on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. We're on all of them. iHeartMedia. You just get onto your favorite um, podcasting directory and uh, type in "Seizure Salad." You'll find us. So. Don't you worry about that. So uh, today we're getting into another one of the programs that you happen to be directly involved with, Lee, and also very passionate about. This is called the Preferred Provider Network. And I got to be honest, anybody who's, as he said last time, anybody who's had to jump back and forth with between doctors, uh, specialists, and and treatment providers, such as psychologists, therapists, and counselors, you know how much of um, a a hoop this can be. And for people with seizure disorders, it's not good to be living in that kind of level of anxiety. So um, I'm really excited about this talk today. Tell us about the the preferred provider. What a tongue twister, preferred (laughs) provider network.
1: I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Definitely a tongue twister there. The Preferred Provider Network, that is another program that has been around for a few years now. And the idea behind it is we want to make sure that anyone with epilepsy who needs a therapist, who needs to talk to someone, we want to make sure that they're getting the support that they need and then that they are served by professionals who understand epilepsy and who understand what they are going through. And like we said last time with the peer support program, we were talking about epilepsy and NES. These therapists in this network are trained on the basics of epilepsy and non-epileptic seizures and are trained on what therapeutic techniques to use, such as cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's just so valuable because if you go to a regular therapist, they mean well, but they may not understand what you're going through. And that's okay, but wouldn't you rather talk to someone who has at least some idea of what a seizure looks like, what it means, and why you feel the way you feel? And maybe it would be helpful that they understand that depending what part of your brain is impacted by the epilepsy, for example, if it's in your left temporal lobe or your frontal lobe, that can change how much anxiety you experience, and it could be, because of the epilepsy. And that's okay. And that's nothing to be ashamed of, but this program will help you with that.
0: Okay. Okay. That's really cool to know too, because, um, and this is a reason that, uh, when you're doing your seizure diaries and your seizure logs, um, write down the emotions you have right before and right after. Uh, I just realized this because that could give Doctors and treatment specialists clues as to what part of the brain um, it might be coming from. And if you're having problems with with getting accurate scientific EEGs and all that stuff, if it's deep brain, um, these little clues are invaluable. Invaluable. Nice. Um, cool. So uh, maybe a little bit more. Now, this is something I would think... Um, and this is just my personal experience as well. That this is very important because doctors and providers um, will treat you differently as well uh, based on how much knowledge and training and, and experience they have with epilepsy and um, any any. Help me out there. I, I'm so bad.
1: N E S non-epileptic seizure. Yes,
0: yes. Um, so. There's a difference in, I've, I've felt this firsthand with, you can pretty much tell uh, the way they talk to you and the way they treat you, uh, whether, a th- and this could go both sides of the field, right? Um, when a care provider doesn't really buy into it, he, he's almost calling you out and thinking that, no, you don't have seizures, that's not epilepsy, go Go see a psychologist. Right. So mm-hmm. it, this is kind of one of those things where it doesn't just go from let's get the epilepsy neurology specialist to talk to therapists. Let's also get therapists and, and counselors and clinicians that are trained in that to maybe provide some information to the care providers as well. Is Am I hearing this right?
1: Yes, definitely. And something else I really like about this program, there's a few, there's a few other aspects to it that I will explain, but something that I like in terms of a benefit for the professionals who are involved is that we offer trainings every year on different topics for these providers in order to continue to educate them and make sure that they are up to date on the epilepsy world, but also NES. For example, we hosted a training last January for six continuing education credits, which providers are always looking for, and it was all about NES, the basics of what it is. We had a neuropsychologist and a neurologist present, and then we had two, um, two therapists present on therapy types, on what to use with the patients or clients. And it's so important that the providers get that support, and then they can use it with, um, with individuals that they're, they're
0: helping. That's so, so awesome. Noticed I avoided that word.
1: You did. I, I'm trying <laughs> I want
0: to give, I want to donate as much as I can to the foundation, but I'm on a fixed income right now.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't pay a dollar for every time I, um, okay. I got a question about this. This is so neat. And this kind of ties into the peer to peer, um, support groups we, we mentioned in the other episode, the previous episode, how, what is your criteria for matching? I know it's pretty loose that this isn't a scientific science, like, you know, checklist thing. Um, but what do you look for and how do you try your best to match, um, the, the, uh, providers and, uh, together? Is there, is there kind of a basic underlying this is what what our baseline is and then you go from there
1: my main questions center around insurance type age group and location and gender preference for a provider if they have one insurance type is really important i've noticed that most people only want to receive therapy from someone who accepts their insurance Unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way. We do have 60 providers, but a lot of them only accept certain insurance plans and some don't accept any insurance plans. And with that, we also have, because of that reason, because not everyone accepts insurance and we're in a pandemic, it's all kind of crazy right now, we do offer a financial aid component with this program, anybody can receive this. It doesn't. We don't ask what your income is. Um, the financial aid component involves the Epilepsy Foundation paying for 50% of the cost for each session, up to $30 per session for up to eight sessions. For example, if the provider says, okay, the cost is $50 per session, we will pay $25 and you would pay $25 and we'll do that for eight sessions.
0: Nice. Okay, mm-hmm. it's fifty percent up to uh, thirty dollars. So if if the session's sixty dollars a session, you're going to pay thirty dollars of it. If it's eighty dollars, Yeah, and if it's eighty dollars a session, you're still paying thirty dollars of it. But that's cool. You can only be you can only give you so much, so much because because you, the foundation's in a pandemic too. You know, <laughs> we're, we're all hurting. So yeah. Does the epileptic patient have some kind of role in in the decision on the matching? Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember, unexpect the expected and that it's all in your head.